Today we're going to talk about asking great questions. People have a lot of anxiety over relationships. When you approach it differently and you have a solid approach, it can make a huge difference. So tune in to learn some tips and tricks about asking great questions and building relationships that thrive. Welcome to the Decide Your Legacy podcast, helping individuals and businesses unleash their potential. Join us every episode as host Adam Gregg discusses what is holding us back and how to find hope for moving forward. Along the way, we discuss developing healthy relationships and navigating life transitions while overcoming fear, stress, and anxiety. Live the life you want, the legacy you decide. My purpose is helping people and organizations find transformational clarity. That cl- the clarity that helps them to move past their biggest fears. Clarity that leads to change. Clarity that leads to transformation. Today, this topic is really important because relationships are foundational. They're behind everything. And that's how we build and grow and move forward. A relationships like can trigger anxiety quicker than most things as well. And what happens is people generally, they go about relationships getting stuck in their head and thinking about what they're going to say in the future, what they're going to say next, so they're not actually listening. Having great questions can put you in a position where you actually listen to what is being said and you don't get stuck in your head and the fear doesn't overtake you. So I like to approach questions in more of an intentional manner. And today I'm going to share actually some really great questions, 10 of my favorites, actually 20 of my favorite questions to ask clients that I've learned over the years just as a life coach and as a family therapist, what gets people to open up, what gets people to talk. And the thing about great questions is it's going to get you in a position where you are not just reacting it's, it's going to force you when you ask a great question to really listen to what's being said. And people get often just stuck in thinking um, in, in just reactionary mode. And relationships that are just reactionary, they never actually move forward. So one thing to think about here is that great questions usually, I think, start with a, with a how or a what. They're often very short as well. And when I ask a great question or when someone asks me a great question, I'm usually going to have some, I'm going to get stuck in thinking. It's going to take me away from my emotion and I'm going to actually have to process and step back and say, well, what is my actual answer to that question? Great questions often are future oriented where they're getting somebody to think about what could be rather than the fear. Rather than getting stuck in the past, you're thinking about what the potential possibility or outcome is in the future. And great questions are also, they are going to have this sense of curiosity to them. In fact, I'd encourage you to don't ask a question unless you're genuinely curious about what the answer might be. Don't ask it because that's going to come out in the actual interaction. They're going to know that you're just setting them up or you're trying to manipulate because you already know the answer. And it's better to just pause and be comfortable and try to be comfortable with silence than to ask anxiety-driven questions instead. So 
we are going to get just dig into this today. And one other reason it's so important is because when you do ask good questions, you you are forced, because you are genuinely curious, you're forced to actually listen. You're wondering, you're actually anticipating a positive outcome, a positive answer, because you're actually seriously interested in what's being, what's being said. And you're not thinking about what is next. You're not generating that next question because you're so interested in what they're actually going to say. I've seen questions build families. I've seen questions build relationships. I've seen questions actually change and transform relationships because, hey, let's, let's just, we, we want to know what's behind and what's deeper inside of somebody. You're getting to that next level in a relationship. And even thinking about that relationships can be very surface level where we may already know the answer, we already know what we're going to get. And so we're just staying at that level where we're not going any deeper. And then there's the second level where it's kind of scuba diving. You're getting below the surface. You're really trying to hear what is being said and actually understand what is being said. And you can, some people will call that second level listening where you're getting past just the surface level content and you're actually trying to understand and be able to f- paraphrase and repeat back what they actually just said. Then there's this third level of listening or third level of communication. It's a deep dive and you're trying to hear and understand what is not actually being said. You're trying to pick up on the nuance, the body language. You're actually hearing trying to pick up what they're not willing to share in that interaction as well. And it shouldn't make the relationship or the dynamics uncomfortable. It's just this way of connecting with somebody because you're getting into something much deeper. And great questions get us to that deep dive. Great questions get us past the surface. They get us to that scuba diving level as well. And that's what we really want because if our relationships are going to go deeper and be the things that create the joy in our lives, we're going to go deeper with people. Great questions lead us to that. You know, relationships, as I mentioned, I mean, they cause a great deal of anxiety. They cause a lot of anxiety for me because I'm human. And I may know some content, surface level, how to interact and things, but they don't, it doesn't always come to me because I'm anxious too in relationships. I'm thinking about what I'm going to say next as well. If you're prepared and if you're ready and if you have some tools, it can make a huge difference. And today you're going to get those tools. So first of all, Let's just talk about what are some great questions. And I'm just going to share with you some of the ones that I think are extraordinarily helpful. And I actually, when I prepare for clients, or even when I prepare for getting to know somebody new, going out to coffee, a business relationship, connecting with some friends, people I haven't talked to in a while. I'm going to talk to a buddy from high school, hopefully later today, my good friend Ben. And usually I try to think of some things that I'm genuinely interested in before we actually have that conversation. And because I have a plan and I'm somewhat prepared, I'm not trying to control the conversation, but because I've thought about it some, then it's actually a more exciting event. I'm less anxious about it. It's more enjoyable. So think about, as I go through these questions, which ones you might have some curiosity about with your friends and your family. So one is, what are you unclear about in your life? What are you unclear about? And that may sound kind of a a strange question, but if people get asked that, it might be just they start thinking that, man, I have a lot of confusion here. I'm confused in my career. I'm confused with my relationship with my mom. I'm confused in parenting, whatever. What are you unclear about? What opportunities do you have ahead? Great question. Thinking about the future. You know, what opportunities? It might be something very different than what you had ever thought based on just 
COVID-19. You have opportunities that are unique. But to go to that place in your brain, which is what you're actually doing when you're hearing a great question, you're going from the emotional center, the amygdala area, and you're actually going to the rational part of someone's brain where it's the prefrontal cortex, the last part of the human brain to develop. For most, it's like in their mid-20s when it finishes developing. And when you go to that, you even know in the interaction because they're stepping back from their own fear and they're starting to actually talk and answer honestly, which honesty is the other thing too, is like people can be so stinking dishonest about their own lives, about their own struggles, about what is happening in their life. And I can too. I mean, I can be the king of that, I'm telling you, because I don't want to actually have the conflict a lot of times at being honest, triggers. If someone asks me how I really feel about something, especially my relationship with them, and I'm honest with them, it can trigger conflict. It can create more conflict. But if I go in and I approach it in a sense of just honesty is always the best policy, even if it triggers conflict because it's going to deepen the relationship, then there's no other option in that situation to actually than actually being honest. So another question is, how would you act if you were 10 times bolder? If you were 10 times more courageous in whatever situation you're in, if you're thinking about starting a new business, if you're wanting to start build new friendships, how would you act if you were 10 times bolder? Would you go up and talk to that stranger more at Starbucks or at the library? If You can't even go to those places right now, but once you can actually go into, some, into Starbucks and into the library, would you actually reach out to somebody who has rejected you in the past, maybe unintentionally? For a second time or a third time because it's a potential business opportunity, how would you act? Four, what does your ideal life look like? What does your ideal life look like? And you can phrase these in your natural style. Don't be some kind of weirdo reading off a card, you know, or an index card. Just how would you ask that that makes it natural for you? What would your ideal life look like? It could be, you know, rephrasing it could be, how do you want your life to look in 10 years? Man, I'm super curious. You know, you have all these dreams and things you share with me, but I, you know, really, have you ever written it down or could you share with me how you really want it to look? And then you ask it, what do you want to become in the future? Another kind of future-oriented question or who do you want to become in the future? Great question to start with a what or a how, but you know, a who, a who question is not necessarily bad as it's phrased in such a way that it's really them thinking about their future. It's open-ended. So... And that's what you want. You want them to be challenged to think in some open-ended way and what and how questions generally do that. So what do you want to become? What do you want it to look like? And they may have some very specific things. I want to become more courageous or I want to become somebody who has a business or I want to become somebody who's more relational, reaching out. I want to be that person that when I'm gone, people remember me as somebody who was generous. Not financially necessarily, although that was that as well, but generous with just being bold and courageous and stepping out and doing things that are different and reaching out in a loving way. What changes do you need to make to have the life you want? Very specific, yet it's future-oriented. And they may have some things in mind. What does success mean to you? Great question. Hard to think of. Hard, it's kind of like, you know, what is leadership? People are always going to have their own definition for something like that. What's important to you about accomplishing this task? So if someone has spent has shared with you a goal and they say they want to they want to go hiking in the Himalayas, asking them what is important to you about that, it's not not in a judgmental way, which you don't want to do, can get them to go much deeper because it could be that, hey, my grandpa did that and I grew up hearing stories about him 
And I never got to meet him, but I know that would actually connect me to him. And they won't share that at a surface level unless you actually ask the question. It's going to get things a lot deeper. What would you do? Well, what do you like about yourself? Another great question. Hard one to answer. What do you like about yourself? Hmm. And get them thinking about that. Some other ones. These didn't make my top 10 list, but other ones that I think are great. What energizes you? What activities, once you finish doing that activity, you feel energized and refreshed and filled up? What are you worried about? Or what are you afraid of here? I mean, that could be something that gets somebody to talk about the past, but it could also be that question that gets them to think about the future. Because a lot of times people are worried about the past repeating itself. That's why they get stuck and don't even necessarily know it, which great questions actually get people unstuck. They propel people to action, but asking them what they're worried about or afraid of can help them identify roadblocks that are getting in their way in the future. And when they can see that and clearly identify it, clarity brings and decreases anxiety, then they have an opportunity to see how they're going to overcome that roadblock. If you were happier, how would people know? How about that? What do you like when you're happier? Maybe you don't even know now. Someone asking you that question could provide you with an opportunity to really dig deeper, find something different. So what has worked in the past to get you unstuck here? Yeah, what have you done in the past to get through this? Another great question. If you get somebody, especially people that do not like to talk a whole lot, just asking the question, what else? What else could you share with me about this? Or what else? Then you might not be letting them off the hook, but they're going to have to explore and give you more. Some of you that are watching that have teenagers might really benefit in your relationships by asking that question. What support do you need and how can you get that support? What support do you need and how can you get that support? What would your ideal daily schedule look like? Hey, get some to dream. Sometimes with questions, you could challenge somebody to write that down because it goes to this different level of clarity. They may rattle some things off and, hey, could you write that down? Or would you be willing to write that down? Not that they're accountable to you, but just to challenge them to go and actually put it in put it on paper or on their iPad. What would, how might your expectations be unrealistic here? Ah, kind of getting them to identify how they might be too hard on themselves. And what's an assumption that you have that might be holding you back? How about that? A couple other ones too. What has worked in the past to get you unstuck here? Get some think about the past in a, in a productive way to propel them towards the future. So anyway, great questions can actually get you not only to build relationships, but if you answer them, they can get you towards gratitude as well, which is another reason to really focus on this. And if you have gratitude, more gratitude in your life, it can make a big difference. I'll tell you, I get stuck sometimes, stuck in just thinking I'm the victim, stuck in in thinking I don't have opportunities ahead. And that, that questioning of myself internally so that I have to do some self-reflection has a tremendous benefit. has a benefit on relationships because I'm in a more positive state of mind, but it has a benefit on myself because I'm getting to see my potential and to see how I have great blessings in my life rather than obstacles all the time. So there's another list of questions that I'm actually not going to really go into right now, but if you think about it, journaling on these questions, just asking them to other people, but journaling your answers as well can make a huge difference. 
if you found this beneficial, I'll tell you, um, we got to find a way to practice it. And something you can do to practice this is, first of all, when you have relationships that, especially ones where you have a little bit of anxiety, well, just take this list and it'll be in the show notes. In fact, in the show notes, you're going to have this list of my 20, 10 favorite Plus there's 10 bonus questions, my favorite questions to ask clients. And you can look at that to use that to trigger you to action, to say, hey, here's some questions I might want to ask my kids, my parents, my wife, my husband, my girlfriend, my teacher, the stranger, my neighbor, whoever it may be. And then you go in prepared. But again, it has to be something that you're, where you're legitimately curious. It's not to manipulate. It's not to pressure them. It's not them to get them to answer something the way you want them to answer it. It's not to control them, it's genuine curiosity. Phrase it in such a way where it comes out of you in a natural format. Use what or how if you can. And honestly, listen. Take the time to listen. When you ask a great question where you're curious, you should be able to paraphrase their response in a way where they are convinced that you heard what they actually said. About probably eight or nine years ago when I first started Decide Your Legacy, I came up with a list of 50 top relationship building questions, 50 top relationship building questions. And that list is one that I've probably given thousands of copies away, um, maybe more than that, maybe 50,000 copies away. I'm not exactly sure, but it's still a very popular list and something that people find helpful. I'm going to go ahead and read a few things off that list too, because it's something you could do where you just pick a number with somebody, family, friends, team, coworkers, and then you answer that actual specific question. It's an action you can take because it's gonna force intentionally some kind of response and some kind of answer. A few of the questions off that list. Right here that I will read. Okay, uh, 50 great questions, just so you know. So number 10, what are some of your favorite desserts? Okay, kind of light. Not deep necessarily, but you can ask more information based on their responses. Number 20, what is one of your favorite quotes? And that's the thing about questions is it's gonna, they're going to trigger other questions. They may have a favorite quote from Ralph Waldo Emerson, and you didn't even know they really liked Emerson. And then you get to ask them if they've read Self-Reliance and get to ask them how they got initially exposed to Emerson sort of thing. Number 32, what do you wish you were great at that you're not great at right now? 36, so far, what have you enjoyed about today? So far, what has been fun about today? Number one, what is your favorite time of the day and why? Ah, number two, what cheers you up? These are pretty light and non-intimidating. Number eight, tell us about a habit that you're proud of breaking. And then you could even go and say, what's a habit you would like to break as well? 16, what would I be surprised to learn about you? Everybody has something that they're probably not telling you that you'd be surprised to learn. And it's your job to be curious. Number 33, what is your ideal evening? Number 21, what are some of your lifetime goals? Bucket list questions. That's a great question. Fun thing. I'd encourage everyone to do that. Number 22, what is one of your favorite holiday memories? Wow. could be something that people are surprised to learn about you. Number 27, what other careers or jobs interest you outside of your current career? Huh. What would that be? Number 32, Oh, I did that already. Number, let's pick two more. Okay, so 13, what would you do differently if you knew nobody would judge you? Hmm. Well, first of all, people are always going to judge you, but um, what would you do differently? Probably something where you'd be more courageous, I bet. So number 15, 
what is something that you have never done but you want to do before your life ends? So it's similar but to the bucket list question that I mentioned, but there's kind of some differences there. Number 19, do one more. How did, I, how did you first meet one of your best friends and what are they up to right now? Crazy things. So I Actually, I'll just answer that one for myself. So I first met one of my best friends, which is so funny, um, in fifth grade, which is a very hard year. And it wasn't really the best start to a relationship, but we're very good friends to this day. Um, so anyway, thanks, Ben. Um, okay. So again, taking some action right now, some tips and tools on great questions. And what you can do as far as an action, you can practice, you can be prepared, you can journal your answers to these questions. So you learn how to answer honestly, which will trigger more curiosity, curiosity towards other people. You can do that. You can just read them and become familiar with it. You can practice, you know, I have heard some people say you got to do something 20 times to get good at at it. Some others will say, you know, five times, whatever. I think question asking may take even more. It takes a lot of time and practice, but no one is an expert and good at something when they first start, at least very few people. Cut yourself some slack. Give yourself some grace. Let yourself be sloppy with this stuff. It's okay. It's okay as long as it comes from that genuine place. So if you enjoyed this podcast, please, a couple things you can do. One is you can subscribe to my newsletter, decideyourlegacy.com, and you will get that list of 50 questions when you when you subscribe. You also get a list of life balance tips as well, and you'll get some valuable content. You can go ahead and search around on the website for a bunch of articles that I've written, which will be linked to in the show notes as well on asking great questions and question ideas. Another thing you can do is please, please, this is a new process for me doing a podcast. Please subscribe to my podcast, the Decide Your Legacy podcast, and give it a review through iTunes or Apple Podcasts. That would be great and very, very helpful. Tell your friends, let them know. Uh, tune in next time. I'm going to be doing these consistently. Really excited to see and hear your feedback. Love to hear your feedback. It is your, it is your opportunity now to decide. Decide what you're going to do with this information. It may be one little thing, but it's up to you. Don't hesitate. Decide today, write it down, one little thing, an action you're going to take. It's up to you. See you next time. Thanks for tuning in. This show is part of the ICT Podcast Network. 